ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to Podcast Room 303. Introducing one co-host with more nuggets than Chick-fil-A, Nick Morahan. Executive producer until we find someone better, Eric Washington. Nobody really knows what he does around here. Nevada Putnam. And now, the single greatest thing to happen to hosting in history, Jermaine Antonio Colon Mendez. On with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to Podcast Room 303, Episode 206. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us the EPE. On today's episode, we'll be getting into the head-to-head review, as always. Um, what the fuck headline of the week. And we'll be doing an MLB mid-season review, and we'll be revealing something uh, special that Nick has been working on for quite some time. How are you doing this evening, Nick? I'm good, man. I, I didn't appreciate the uh, I didn't appreciate the bagging uh, on last week's episode. You know, I work so hard, um, and I think I should be entitled to a, to you know a week or two off there. And you guys have been driving me like a like, like honestly, you've been driving me like a uh, word I word redacted. And I, I don't want this podcast to get canceled, so I'm not going to say the word. But you've been driving me pretty hard, and I, I think that I can take a week off. I don't, I don't think that's uh, that's something to be punished. Shocker! A white man's entitled. Yeah, I I felt very attacked. <laughs> I, I figured I'd rig the election to make a white man president. <laughs> I did. Uh, I did that because I was like, let's see if Nick actually actually uh, <laughs> listens to this. Because <laughs> if you did. It. The okay, I was, I, and again, I know it's easy for like people listening uh, to the podcast to to uh, to, to, to like scream and to be like, oh my god, how'd they miss this, guys? The 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 bringing stuff to a party. Okay, it seemed. I mean, like you guys got there eventually. All but right. Like, it took a while. Yeah, it's not an easy topic because I usually don't bring anything. You guess you should have just said yourself then. <laughs> I did. But what what is the easy choice? You still are you just gonna sit there and not say anything now? No, I mean it, there's not any. There's you guys hit them all eventually. Oh, so, so you came here with no additional things to point. There. No, why would I have additional? <laughs> this this motherfucker. This proves how hard it was. <laughs> this dude comes in and says he wants. I don't to. remember. It was like a couple of days ago. I listened to this damn thing. <laughs> uh, classic shows up, says we missed an easy one. Doesn't remember the easy one that we missed. Uh, how you doing this evening, Eric? Uh, doing good, man. Got to see the the rentals over the weekend. Mine, yours, always good to be around family, so spirits are up. But, yeah, man, it was a good weekend, great weekend. There was some tears in the kingdom, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. So um, let's start with everyone's new favorite segment for the show. What the fuck headline of the week? Uh, you know, it's only been around for a few episodes. I seem to be the only one contributing articles. One of these days, Nick and Eric will, will send something very hysterical. But I don't know uh, where you get these articles. From. That, that's what I was going to say. Like, I just see normal ones, and somehow every week you're sending the wildest shit I've ever read. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe you, you, you and I generally get the same Bleacher Report updates. That's normally where, like, you get your crazy soccer headlines from. But I don't know where you're getting these other fucking headlines. <laughs> I didn't know, like, like, even before the show, I even looked up, like, what the fuck headlines? Sports. It's like crazy sports headlines of the week. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's a weird synergy in my life that I gravitate towards very, very strange headlines. But uh, you got you to figure it out. Uh, yeah. Eric, are you sharing it? or? Yeah. I was just waiting for. Oh, okay. I was waiting, waiting on you. Oh, yeah, dude. CBS is aggressive with their articles. That's how, with their ads. That's how they keep it free, though. So I'm not really going to complain too much. But um, over the last week, I have discovered that there is something called the Homeless World Cup. Did, did you guys know that this was a thing? No. No. <laughs> okay. it's, in, it's it's in california right uh this year it's in oh, sacramento I'm not, oh, I'm not i'm not surprised yeah fittingly so it's in sacramento it's because we can field as many teams as we need just from california <laughs> but it's a world cup so that means they bring in other countries homeless people to play at these events so rather than <laughs> give these individuals housing or food, we'd rather fly them to Sacramento. <laughs> and as Eric has conveniently highlighted for those watching on YouTube, this is a global gathering, 500 athletes, 40 countries. Oh. And it's actually kind of interesting how they set it up. So it's 3v3 on a 22-foot long field. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can, you can read the article yourself. And they're seven-minute halves. So it's actually kind of cool. Like, and then actually seeing the score, right? So there was a game uh, that happened between USA and Indonesia. It was 8 2. I was like, dang, you scored eight goals in 14 minutes. <laughs> Just like, he was really like, the other team must not have been trying. It's not like they had to run very far. So yeah, it's this- not like they have a home to go back to either. And Eric, <laughs> Eric started laughing before. Like, it, the joke was there on the platter. But also, the first thing that I thought about when I saw this was like, we know Russia has a bad history with drug testing at the Olympics and the World <laughs> Cup. I wonder how many dudes are going to fail to drug test for this tournament. Or are they, they can't drug, drug test, test them. They're homeless. What would you put on the banned substance list? Everything? <laughs> Dude, they're already going to fail. Like, you, the minute you mention drug tests, like, dog, it's not going to happen at all. Um. This is what I want to ask you boys. So you can go ahead and stop sharing, Eric. Appreciate that. But uh, is this something that Room 303 would look to sponsor? (laughs) You got to start somewhere, right? Bro, Room 303 presents the Homeless World Cup. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, dude, I couldn't resist. I, 
this was too good not to share. Usually, I, I try not to share the article that I'm going to submit, so that way you guys are surprised. But I, I've looked at this and was just blown away. And then no, nobody made any comments when I shared in the group chat. So I was like, oh, everyone must know about this. Well, no, so, so I did, but it got lost in Eric just Eric's text messages right after that. I said, how do they prove that they're homeless? <laughs> do you just show up with a backpack and you're like, well, no home. Like you have to take requisite items out of your backpack. <laughs> like just show you don't have a home. They're you like, have to show us. They're like show us lack of <laughs> lack of bills. You have to show them. Uh, you have to show them your address to prove lack of home. <laughs> Eric, can you look up how many years the homeless World Cup has been going? That's what I'm looking up. How long it's been going, and I'm looking up to see what these people actually get. Like, there got to be something in it for people to do this. Drugs, <laughs> food, bro. They gotta pay them, right? Oh, they don't have to. Dude, they barely even pay professional athletes. They try to not pay professional athletes millions of dollars. You think they're going to pay homeless people? Dude, did you just say they barely pay professional athletes? Oh, I, meant, I meant they try to not pay oh, professional okay. athletes. I, I was going to say, Fred Van Vliet just got $43 million a year. He yeah. was the least efficient scorer in the NBA last year. That man's a world champion. <laughs> he is a world champion. You are correct. So just to uh, give you a little bit of a rundown here, uh, started in 2001. The only year they missed was obviously 2020 during the pandemic. Current champions, Mexico. Most champions, Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> All right. Player eligibility must be 16. Uh, can't be a part of the previous Homeless World Cup tournaments. Must have been homeless within the last six months or seeking asylum. Currently be in drug or alcohol rehabilitation program at he, some point in the past two years. Oh, he has to have to be. Oh, so you yeah. do dr- so you do drug test. You, uh, <laughs> you do drugs and you get into the soccer world cup. Uh four players per team, three outfielders, one goalkeeper, and then uh or sorry, four players max on the court, three outfielders, one goalkeeper, and then you have four substitutions in the game. And it's like hockey where it's a rolling substitution. This actually sounds very exciting. Oh, man, there's a lot of info on this. But, yeah, pretty much Mexico and a lot. it's basically a lot of Southern American countries that have been winning this. It's a, That's the asylum part that they latch on to. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no way that the U.S. is losing the true homeless World Cup. No, we lost in 2008 to Zambia. Zambia, 7-1. to one. USA has never won. Uh, let me see. Let me look through real quick. That's how much we don't care about soccer. <laughs> That's how much we don't care about our homeless. They can't even win the homeless World Cup. Oh, correction. Bums. Correction. Best finish the U.S. has had at this tournament is ninth. <laughs> <laughs> Just typical U.S. We're not even top ten. In, we're barely even top ten in the world. <laughs> God, our homeless people can't even do that right, bro. This is why they don't get treatment. Insane. All right, I think we spent enough time on this homeless World Cup. I just wanted to bring it up and <laughs> get your guys' thoughts on that. Let's go ahead and get into um, let's get into pop culture pick'em. I didn't say this at the beginning, but today's topic is top five moments in movies that killed a movie or were incredibly unnecessary. Uh, that last part, you could just say any nudity in any movie. 
Yeah. Uh, but today's order is going to be Eric, Nick, myself. Um, and hopefully they don't they don't take the ones that I bitched about. But let's see, Eric, kick All it right. off. So to start this off, I was like racking my brain. This actually was harder than I thought it was going to be. Uh, but I'm going to go with like a timeless classic. Probably one of the first movies I ever loved. I was in love with Kate Winslet. I'm going to go bitch-ass Rose letting Jack die at the end of the movie. Bro, what a solid fucking choice. I didn't even think of that, dude. Bitch-ass Rose. Whatever, dude. We're not going to get into it, but he could have survived. I mean, the door door was big enough for two people. Right. Yeah. Mythbusters has proven that it can take two people. And body warmth would have kept them alive longer had yeah, they, you know, had somebody not been showing up right away. They should have taken off their clothes like they did in the back of the Model A. I agree with you, Eric. Oh. Uh, I'm going to go with my most ludicrous moment. And I love these movies, and I'm very excited. Well, I, I need to still go see the fifth one, but I'm, I'm very, I love this franchise. Right? It's Indiana Jones. The scene that I'm referring to is in Indiana Jones and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Dr. Jones survives a nuclear explosion by hiding in a, quote, lead-lined fridge, end quote. I I mean, what? That movie, dude. (laughs) You said a a lead-lined fridge is how he survived a nuclear explosion. Yes, yeah. Heard. Jermaine, that's the next expense for the apartment. (laughs) Oh yeah? yeah, Eric. Eric, and I mean this as your friend. Can you fit into a 1950s fridge? Hey, dude, I'm, I've been hitting the gym. I'm slimming down, baby. Or, okay, slimming down. Can you fit in a 1950s <laughs> fridge? Probably not it, still, but I'll get there. He can. He's only five eight, Nick. Oh, oh all right. These are built for short people. Okay. <laughs> Should have known that was going to come back to bite me in the ass one day. <laughs> Okay, so so for those of you who are not uh, intimate in our text messages uh, and, and in our text message group, uh, Eric thinks that the world is designed for tall people, and and actually it is uh, short phobic. Would you describe it as that, Eric? Actually, uh, we'll turn to Jermaine. Jermaine, you Eric described it as short phobic. Yeah. And tall philic. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Short people have it incredibly hard in the world. I I would like to be able to explain myself here. You would like to be able to caveat. (laughs) No, no, I'm not caveating. I'm not. This is actually, I wasn't thinking of like buses and cars and planes and stuff like that, which all makes perfect sense. They definitely cater to shorter people because stadiums, as many people as they can, doorways. I was talking about like, you know, like the respect you get and girls and promotions oh. at jobs and shit. Like, I got to work twice as hard than you, tall motherfucker. No, you do not, no, you lying-ass no. bitch. You can't even say it with a straight face. That's so funny, man. <laughs> oh, man. You really, like, you? I could not believe that you were serious when you said that. I've, I was, I've, I was uh, I've softened my stance since I've... <laughs> I, I've had that conversation. What are you? What are you taking a stronger stance on? Will Smith is a bad actor, or the world <laughs> is built for tall people? Uh, no, I'm gonna say Will Smith because I realized the world ridiculous. is not ridiculous. Ridiculous. Both takes are ridiculous, but it's Jermaine's like, it pick. It was Jermaine. Jermaine, back to you. Enough of this from Eric. <laughs> I don't want to hear this short person talking anymore, Jermaine. 
My fellow okay. tall friend, the floor is yours. <laughs> the 3.9% in America yes. have spoken, Eric. <laughs> All right, dude. So if you guys know me, there's so many different things that I bitch really? about when it comes to nerd movies, right? Because I grew up reading the comics. I grew up playing the games, the characters. I own the action figures. Like, I was super in it, right? So number one has to be the Martha scene in Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Shit, I should have taken that one first. That would have pissed you off. That would have sent me because you guys have heard me bitch about that scene so like it's the laziest piece of writing I've ever seen in my life. You said Martha scene. Did I get that right? Martha. Yeah. So do you, both. Do you not do you not know what scene we're we're talking about, Eric? I dude, I I I've given up on DC for a long time, so I didn't actually watch Superman versus Batman. Or oh, whichever this, way it is. Oh, this was this was at the beginning of DC. This was before you should have given up on them. This is what made me give up on DC. Yeah, so they they did Man of Steel, which was awesome. He snapped Zod's neck in that movie, which maybe maybe you could say the the symbol for hope <laughs> and compassion probably shouldn't snap somebody's neck. That's another that's another topic to discuss, but so what happens is Batman is fighting Superman and Batman gets the advantage because he has kryptonite. And it's and a great fight scene, by the way. It, I was a little too short, but the stuff they did in it was fun. Um, and they have Superman's mom who, so Batman's mom is named Martha. Superman's mom is named Martha. And they have Superman's mom under lock and key. And that's where he was going to get them from like armed thugs. And he says, cause Batman's about to kill him. And he says, and he says, Martha and Batman just stops what he's doing. He's like, what'd you say? How what? do you know that name? How do you know that name? How do you know that name? And so I was like blown away that that was like, and that's what got, Batman to stop. And then Batman goes on to have another awesome fight scene. There are some dope fight scenes in this movie. Yeah. It's just the writing ruined it. Um, they're like fighting. Goes, and then all, all of a sudden, they're like, oh, shit. Your mom is the same name? No. <laughs> let's go fight this bad guy. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, dude. That's the exactly. world's greatest detective didn't know Superman's mom's name was Martha? Thank you. Thank you. Also... If I'm dying and my mom is in danger, I'm not going to say Martha. Aren't you going to say mom? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like, I don't refer to my mom on a first name basis or say, I'm sorry, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Something, something. But he said, Martha, Martha. Uh, And then, so that's from Batman versus Superman. We'll go more recent here. And I'll do – no, I'll let you guys have that one. I'm going to go with Joseph Gordon-Levitt finds the fucking bat cave in The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> People try to tell me all the time that The Dark Knight Rises is a good movie. It fucking sucks. <laughs> it's not a good movie. It's a cop-out. Christian Bale showing up in the French cafe. Uh, Talia Ghul's death. Bane's death. I mean, the whole movie sucked. It was bad. It was a bad fucking movie. And I had to sit here and listen to people tell me that it's good. Uh, and so the world's greatest detective just just doesn't know how, how to hide the Batcave. 
No, it's behind a waterfall. Bro, the whole thing was dumb as fuck. I was so annoyed with that whole fucking thing. Uh, so those are my first two choices, and they are both DC. <laughs> Uh, all right, so my second pick, I'm going to go I Am Legend. I'm going to go Will Smith's death in the end. Right? Uh, don't they have another ending that gets they rid of They do have though? a scene, but that's not the one that you see. That's not the one that, that you see. You see him just die, and then it's the mom and the kid going to Vermont or wherever they, they went. Right? Ah. He spends the whole movie with the goal, loses his family, spends years, five years, I think it is, trying to find a cure just to be like, oh, you know what? No, I'm not going to do it. And the funny thing is that in the book, they completely, like, they followed the book pretty well until the end when they're like, nah, let's just have this happen. (laughs) And it's like, he could have fit in that room with them. Just pull the pin, yeah. throw it, and jump in the room. Like it's just—it's not logical for him to die. It ruins the whole movie. Yeah, I mean, can't tell. So, I know that there's an alternate ending, and he's alive, and they're making a second part, right? Yeah, but apparently, the second one won't even address the that part. Okay. <laughs> I haven't really seen I Am Legend. Like in in its entire in its entirety, I've seen like bits and pieces of it because it was. I'm pretty sure it was at the movie theater when I worked there, and uh, I would just pop in, see a little bit, and then dip out. <laughs> uh, but Eric, what's your next two picks? Uh, so for my next two picks, I'm gonna go uh, Saving Private Ryan. There's a scene, and I think the reason it stuck with me is because my dad just like he can't get over the scene. But the dude gets hit in the helmet, and then he takes his helmet off and doesn't get down or anything, and then gets shot five seconds after in the head. And that movie, and that scene just ruins the whole. It's just so dumb. Did, right, okay, hold on. <laughs> I want to be sure with what you're saying. Are you saying that that scene ruins the entire Saving Private Ryan? No, movie? okay, okay. I can't say it ruins the entire Saving Private Ryan because it is a good movie, but. So- it's a retard. Like it just felt so dumb. Like so, I get that your father, right? And and I I've never met Papa Wash, but thank him for his service. And he was in war when war was especially nasty, right? I yeah. believe he was in he was in Vietnam, right? Not That's saying cool. anything about Vietnam or Papa Wash's service, right? Let me make that clear right now. Yeah. However, there is a noted story. Of Saving Private Ryan, they thought the best idea to preview Saving Private Ryan, the first showing of Saving Private Ryan, they brought in a bunch of old World War II veterans, and they showed it to a theater of them, and they had to turn it off after that first part because they all had mental breakdowns. So I don't think that that they were like, oh, he wouldn't do that. I think they were like, oh, my God, I saw a dude do that. Ugh. Well, I mean, I, so I get, like, I get that. But just, like, to me, like, for me, logically, like, if you get hit in the helmet with a bullet, the first thing you should do is not take your helmet off and stick your head up. Like, you know what I mean? It just made, it just fell out of place. But I get it. That was just a personal pick for me. And then I'm going to go Pulp Fiction, Jimmy's racist rant. It, it was out of pocket. It didn't need to be in the movie. It made no sense. And we've come to learn that 
Tarantino just does this every other movie so he can use slurs on television without getting in trouble. But it's it doesn't fit into anything else in the movie. It's just him going on a racist rant because he wants to go on a racist rant in the movie. And it's my favorite movie of all time. But I hate that scene. I also don't I like like is that I, I don't ever think the di- the diner scene in that movie is not necessary. Which diner scene? The one at the end? In Pulp Fiction, yeah, the one with Uma Thurman. Oh, no, the one with Uma Thurman's, yeah, no. <clears throat> no, I'm here. Oh, you were man. talking and then you just stopped. So sorry. Uh, all right, uh, I will. Oof. I'm gonna go my third pick. I'm gonna go Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, uh, and the boat tunnel scene. Charlie is the one with Johnny Depp, right? Uh, no. What? Oh, sorry. Will? Yeah, Willy Wonka. The the Willy Wonka boat tunnel scene. That's the one that I want to focus on. Okay. I, it's just it's it's a I get it that there's that you have throughout the movie you have subliminal messaging and all this but that's just what it is it's just subliminal messaging the boat tunnel scene just seems unnecessary and it's weird and it does not move the plot along at all like you're trying to establish a character in Willy Wonka who's running this chocolate factory and yeah maybe he's a little sadistic with the way he like gives stuff away, but the tunnel scene makes no sense. And it just seems like an acid trip for no reason. Okay. I mean, uh, I don't really have a strong, I think Willy Wonka is not that good of a movie. So <laughs> like, I didn't know. I don't understand. I guess you had to be in the era that it came out, but I don't understand why people hype it up so much. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't really in the era that it came out. I just, do you, did you like Willy Wonka? Yeah, I didn't. I don't dislike it. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm just the asshole then. <laughs> I, I just remember watching it and being like, nah. <laughs> I was like, next. <laughs> uh, so it's back to me. Some of my choices are still on the board, which is fantastic. We're going to go with uh, Princess Leia Space Flying. <laughs> in the last jedi <laughs> i mean what the fuck was that <laughs> i don't know they never they never really show her train in the force get any power any powerful in the sport force on top of that they don't they're not following anything from the book so it's all brand new yeah, it really didn't make any sense. Like, and she was out there for so long, and her eyes just open, <laughs> and all of a sudden she flies like with a finger out, like the worst fucking pose I've ever seen. Like, I I could not believe what I was watching when that. Happened. So right, I, Jermaine. But did you consider vibes? <laughs> Is that something you considered? Maybe I, the force, you idiot. <laughs> Some dormant midichlorians, perhaps? Sure. God. It's like having to talk to a child. Yeah, sure. Let's <laughs> let's go with that one. Um, so this one is going to be a twofer. 
right? It's going to be Deadpool 2 and it's going to be X-Men Origins Wolverine. And if A, it's the one with they just they literally zipped Ryan Reynolds' mouth shut. And then in Deadpool 2, they kill X-Force by jumping off a plane. It's like that's a covert ops hit squad. X Force is. They're they're that's what they are for, for the X Men. They're the they're they're the SEALs to the X Men's, you know, regular sailors. And you're gonna tell me they don't know how to jump out of a fucking plane? All of them just get killed. And it it's, it was funny. No, it wasn't. It wasn't funny. It wasn't. In fact, it, and then the rest of the movie sucked from there. So I was like, how are you just going to introduce Shatterstar and kill him like that? Brad Pitt was there. <sighs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> that movie sucked. Both those movies sucked. Uh, let's see. My fourth movie after Jermaine. I, yeah, I mean, I, X-Men Origins starts off so great. It does. It really does. It started with the, all with the, all the scenes of them all Sabretooth and Wolverine going through all the battles, and it just gets worse from there. <laughs> just over. It is like you could just watch that first part and be like, and quit. It's like <laughs> the first fifteen minutes of Full Metal Jacket. Don't watch anymore. It's like the it's like the opening scene to the Halo TV show. Just well, well, and the one where he takes the ghost. But if you can watch that third, those that that five, well, I guess it's really like thirty minutes of the fight scenes in Halo. You have a decent uh, episode. Wait, Nick, you only like the first fifteen minutes of Full Metal Jacket, or do you mean like the first scene no, no, there in Boot, no, and then I, after that? Yeah, I just mean just watch. I guess it's probably like thirty minutes. Okay, just watch the first thirty minutes of Full Metal Jacket, and then cut it off. I've never it's seen just, that movie. It just becomes an anti-war film after that. It really does. It starts off with them and booting everything, and it's crazy. Some crazy shit happens, and then it just goes super yeah. left. The uh, oh, Vincent, film, right? yeah, it's a Kubrick film, I think. Okay. Uh, Vincent Donforio is in that movie, right? Yeah. Uh, that's the that's a big that's pile, right? Yeah. There? That's yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, sorry. I was gonna say that's Kingpin. Uh, yeah. I never, so I've never seen Full Metal Jacket. So uh, it's not surprising that an anti-war film came out at that time, though. <laughs> so no. Um, if you so basically, if you took the first fifteen minutes or the first the boot camp scenes of Full Metal Jacket and combined it with Platoon, it would be the ultimate war movie. It would be the best Vietnam War movie. Well, I don't know. We we are we were soldiers still exists. We were soldiers is <laughs> bro. I actually, I, I think pretty sure Eric had already seen it, but we actually watched that movie again recently. What a great, right? or, what what a great movie! Or you hadn't seen that one, Eric? I had not seen We Were Soldiers. What a great movie, dude! And and Hal Morris is a fucking legend. <laughs> yeah. that, that movie was fucking awesome. Having I don't know how I missed it, but I think what happened was I always got it confused with that HBO show. Band of Brothers for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know why. 
I just, for some reason, my brain. Uh-huh. Really <laughs> Jermaine, did you see? I like my eyes. Ow! I don't know why, but it just like my brain always just confused those two for some reason. But now that I know, now that I've seen We Were Soldiers, it is a great freaking movie and I can differentiate them now. Oh, oh dude. Shut that's, up. That's, that's like you just, you just, you said the equivalent to me of like, I just confused generation kill with black hawk down like those are not the same yeah the same thing both fire though uh, both fire yeah. what was your pick here nick oh i didn't we we hadn't talked about it oh, okay yet. i was like we had a long <laughs> combo and i'm like i somewhere in there you put it in there and i missed it eric no. this isn't a professor i'm not gonna ask you for a quiz we we were just ranting because x-men Oregon, origins triggered nick yeah <laughs> Uh, my fourth pick, I'm going to go with the return of Emperor Palpatine in The Rise of Skywalker. Not only is it, if you're going to do it, because I understand there is some non, I, I don't, I never know how to say this word, relating to canon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know there are books that don't relate to canon that talk about the inner years. They call between, them legends. Right. Star Wars Legends that talks about Luke trying to hunt down and destroy the clones of Palpatine. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why Luke goes a little bit to the dark side, at least in the Legends series. So if you were going to do that, one, explain how Palpatine got here in the movie. That's one. And if you're not going to do that, well, now you've completely ruined Darth Vader's redemption arc. And Darth Vader's arc is one of the best in movies. Mm-hmm. So Eric used to hate Star Wars. He's come around on it. So the return of Palpatine to me was like, I, I mean, again, it, it, Jermaine has tried to convince me, or not tried to convince me, but Jermaine has had to listen to me rant up and down about how fucking awful 7, 8, and 9 were. <laughs> I, fall, I fell asleep in 7. I watched half of 8, and I didn't even see 9. 8 had a lot of cool shit, but for the most part, it, 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 like, it was just really bad. There's there's my pick. When uh Ray and and uh and Kylo Ren are fighting in the uh the throne room against Grand Admiral Thrawn's Praetorian elites. That's a good that's a good fight scene. Oh wait, not Grand Admiral Thrawn, sorry. Uh Empire, Empire, Empire Supreme Empire. Leader Snoke. Oh su- Supreme Leader Snoke? Snoke. Snoke. S N O K E. I think I can help uh, with this pan pan discussion. All right, Eric, let's go ahead and get into your final two. We don't need to. We don't need to talk about this. The third trilogy of Star Wars. <laughs> uh so with my last. That's two, for our sister podcast, Revenge I'll of the go. Pod. Tune in. Nice, nice hey, plug. nice plug. Nice plug. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go Blade Trinity. Um, <laughs> they just killed Whistler early on in the movie after bringing him back after he died in the first one. They brought him back, and then they just kill him in the first one for like literally absolutely no reason. So it just I don't know. The, that third one was the worst one out of all them, anyways. But the third one was fun still. But yeah, I don't. I haven't seen Blade Trinity in a while, but it just kind of seems like early two thousands fun, <laughs> bro. So like, I, I'm not disagreeing with Eric's pick, uh, but I still had a lot of fun with it. Triple H is in that movie. Oh, Triple uh, H is, oh, is in, in that, that movie. movie. Je- yeah. Jessica Biel is in that movie. Oh yeah, dude! I and she's killing her. vampires, bro. I was like, "Sexy vampire killer, give me that!" And then uh, Ryan Reynolds is in that movie. Yeah, Ryan yep. Reynolds is in that movie. Yeah. 
Uh, so. And then for my fifth pick, uh, probably the only horror franchise I like. I don't like horror movies, but I can sit through the Scream ones. Uh, but for me, when they killed Randy's character in, in, in the second Scream, it, it made no sense. He was one of the best characters in the movie, uh, in the franchise. He was like a horror film freak and he knew all the rules to survive and he broke all of his own rules and he dies it it was it was so stupid he should have made it through all of that but they'll keep fucking david arquette's fucking character around forever hey don't you don't you talk about ill of that man (laughs) he was the best character in the scream series not fucking randy randy was definitely the best character no he was not it was david arquette bro nah you tripping blood you tripping blood also uh that was the whole point of his death. His the whole point was, it's not like everything else. That was what that death made the Scream franchise. That's why when I when I see people talk about this, I'm like, look, I get that you fucked with Randy heavy, but that was the point of the death. Expect the unexpected. Yeah, I guess, but I mean, he they, they didn't do anything unexpected. He died breaking his own rules. It's impossible to think straight when you're in that shit. That's what that's what's so funny. Everyone will tell you, "Oh, I wouldn't do that if you were in a high pressured situation." But until you're in that situation, you have no fucking clue what you're actually going to do. Hopefully, you don't turn into a sissy in the moment. You know what I mean? Like that. that imagine just melting. First time I ever got hit in the face, I didn't. I didn't respond. Well, that's not the first time, but. I was hit unexpectedly. <laughs> sometimes it's like sometimes I was like it. I was like, did I just get hit? <laughs> did it even hurt? <laughs> Fucking pussy. All right, Nick, what's your last pick? Sometimes you don't have it that day. Um, I'm gonna go Captain America Civil War. It's kind of like a common thread throughout the movie, but the one scene where Captain kisses Sharon Carter. It just completely invalidates Captain America and this guy that stands for fucking like he has this like Peggy is his love and he's trying to get back to her as evidenced by Endgame. And he doesn't ever want to come back even after completing his mission. It doesn't make sense for him to kiss her and have this stupid little relationship with her. Uh, I don't think he was trying to get back. But well, yeah, he is at the end, right? At the, at the end, the opportunity presents itself, but n- not everything he did was to get back. Right, he but ex- it's just he accepted that. I get okay, that. I'm okay. just saying. It's, it's okay. Well, then not not to go down that route. It's kind of weird to kiss your love. That's yeah. Me. No, I'll allow that. the the choice is good. I, I don't. I was like that was weird, but they did hook up in the comics. So <laughs> well, comics are weird. <laughs> oh, okay. Fuck you then. How about that? <laughs> are comics not weird no they're fantastic there's nothing wrong with comic books old man logan is a weird ass it's a weird ass storyline no uh dude i can't believe i still have all my choices here um i'll go with some honorable mentions first before i pick my before i pick my last one uh jennifer Connolly. any jennifer Connolly scene in top gun maverick <laughs> that's the one that I would have written that when you talk about pre-show about how Eric's strategy is that would have been I thought about that one I was like I can't use that one because then I'm going to prove him right so I have to <laughs> yeah like the whole love arc for Tom Cruise and Top Gun Maverick was pointless um, when are we just going to be like like 
Why why wasn't the story just like he doesn't have a love? He's ruined every love he has, and his love is a fighter, is being an asshole fighter jet pilot. Yeah, his love was flying <laughs> right. and, be, and being the best at it. Like, right. Uh, yeah, I didn't understand. Uh, and then I'll do this as my honorable mention as well, and then I'll reveal, reveal my final choice. Uh, hey, relax, Kane. Um, He's excited for your final choice. <laughs> yeah, so the last honorable mention, Return of the King. Uh, it didn't ruin it, but it, it felt unnecessary. It's like, how many times, how many times did you think that movie ended? Oh, when you were when you were in theaters, like four times, five times, yeah. bro. They fade to black. Why <laughs> stop fading to black if you're gonna show more stuff? Yeah, I, I think I remember physically being like, okay, yeah, I know. Oh, I, I, oh, okay, all right, all right. There's more. I almost got up like three different times because I really had to pee at the end because it's like a three and a half hour movie. And the black screen kept coming on and then they would cut to another character. And I was just like, dude, what is happening right now? Um, and so that's my honorable mention. But my final choice is Mandarin in Iron Man 3. Oh, good. It said preach. Bro, the, he is the quintessential Iron Man villain. And that's all I got to say. I, I just, that's it. That's it, dude. That's all I got, bro. And also who's the, who's the guy they had uh, Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. Yeah. Would have been a great Mandarin. Uh, we probably would have looked real bad in today's society though. Should probably get an Asian Mandarin. Probably. <laughs> didn't, they, didn't they finally figure it out? Didn't they really get an Asian one? Yeah, for the Shang Chi films, right? Well, he—I guess technically he's the Mandarin. I guess, I guess that's a good point. Uh, No, it's just they—they like ventured so far away from the Mandarin character. I know I don't kind of associate the two together. Uh, You know, the Ten Rings are in the MCU, so I guess you guys are both correct, but. I mean, I didn't like. I didn't dislike what they did in in Chung Chi. Like, if you're gonna change it, at least make it cool. And they made it cool, but yeah. that's not that's not the Mandarin. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's not. They made it like the Ten Rings is an organization, and yeah. yeah. But, uh, uh, I guess technically he is the Mandarin. I have a uh, I have a couple of honor- honorable mentions. Uh, the Venom transformation scene in Spider Man Three is awful. It ruins the entire movie. Uh, fat Thor in Avengers Endgame. Thor has literally seen everybody in his life killed, and he's just gonna go fat now and give up. Like, nah, I don't believe it. That's probably the most controversial one. Uh, Jermaine mentioned it already. Kylo Ren just killing Snoke. Like, you establish <laughs> this great villain, and then he just gets a lightsaber thrown to him that he doesn't see coming. Yeah, you can like, thank Ryan Johnson for that. He he hates Star Wars and Star Wars fans, yet somehow got. One of their trilogy movies, which doesn't thanks, make any sense. Thanks, Ryan Johnson. And then my final one is in an awesome movie, at least what I thought was an awesome movie, X Men First Class. There's a a there's a character in it named Darwin, who is basically able to adapt to every situation, but just gets killed by Kevin Bacon. The yeah, he fight. his. So his entire mutant ability is based off Darwinism and survival of the fittest. Right. That presented with any situation, Darwin 
will adapt, overcome, and not be killed. All right. He is so freaking powerful that he interacts with Hela in the comics and she touches him with her death touch and he walks away. Now, you know, skulls were left in his eyes and there was more to the storyline later. And I mean, he didn't die, but that's how strong he is. The goddess of death could not kill Darwin. Yeah. And he's killed by a little energy ball. I could not believe that, dude. Uh, yeah, that that's actually on my list. It's actually fourth on my list. Darwin dying in X-Men First Class. That fucking movie, bro. <laughs> they they picked a whole B squad of X-Men characters. It was still a good movie, but that one scene really chapped my asshole, bro. Also, now that I'm thinking about it, what's the one where they go uh, to kill the, sen- the Sentinels? They, they killed a... They go to Days- kill... Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past. They don't even address how they kill all the characters from X-Men First Class, like where they went. You just see pictures and they're like, they're dead now. Remember these characters that we established as villains? And they were the bad team to the good team? They're dead. Oops. Yeah, dude. The X-Men movies uh, suck. Suck. What? Oh, using this crutch of okay, they don't suck. Okay, when you think, I, I, I wonder if I'm going to address your point here, Jermaine. If I don't, please. The X Men movies don't suck because you have to think of it in the X Men universe. The X Men universe has infinite timelines, and that's why it'd be great to be a writer for the X Men because you'd be like, yeah, of course, Deadpool had an ass for a face because <laughs> that's one timeline I created. Yeah, no, what I was going to say is the first and second X-Men movies were very, very good. Right? X-Men and and X2, United We Stand, were actually good movies. Uh, And then they made X3 and then everything else after that. And it's arguably one of the worst franchises ever. But people keep showing up because it's the X-Men. You know, the X-Men were like the hottest selling comic in the 90s. You know, the X-Men were a huge deal in the 90s. And, uh, yeah, the Marvel sabotaged them. They can't. They pretty much stopped making X-Men comics for a while to, to drop Fox's, you know, IP value so they didn't have more things to pull from. And then when they finally bought it back, they rebooted X-Men. <laughs> and they tried making Inhumans take the place of X-Men for a while. That's <laughs> All right, I agree the list back. We're running we're running a little long here. All right, so uh, I had the first pick. Uh, top five moments in movies that killed a movie or were incredibly unnecessary. Uh, Jack's death in the Titanic. Uh, when the gentleman gets shot after taking his helmet off and saving Private Ryan. Jimmy's racist rent in Pulp Fiction. Whistler's death in Blade Trinity. And Randy's death in Scream 2. Nick had the second pick. Uh, Dr. Jones uh, survives a nuclear explosion in a lead-lined fridge. Uh, in one of the Indiana Jones ones, you said it was the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indiana Jones 4, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Okay. Uh, Will Smith's death in I Am Legend, the boat tunnel scene in Willy Wonka, uh, Return of Palpatine uh, in Rise of Skywalker, and the kiss between Cap and Agent Carter in Captain America Civil War. Uh, Jermaine had uh, Martha's death, or the Martha scene in Batman vs. Superman. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt finds the Batcave in The Dark Knight Rises. Stupid. Uh, Princess Leia space flying. Star Wars The Last Jedi. 
Um, a twofer for Jermaine here in the sewing of Deadpool's mouth and killing off X-Force in a simple plane crash in Deadpool 2 and X-Men Origins. And finally, the Mandarin in Iron Man 3. I like my list. I think we had a lot of good choices on this one. Uh, Eric, can you pull up head-to-head real quick? Dang, we are running a little late. We got really sucked into this topic. <laughs> I mean, I, we we don't we we only have to we only have to bag ourselves to go. So we uh <laughs> we started off pre-show saying this is a really tough topic, <laughs> and proceeded to spend. That's how, we, that's, that's how we always do it. <laughs> proceeded to spend forty minutes on pop culture pick them. All right, head to head. Are you guys what seeing is, my screen? What I can't disaster. see. Yeah, we're seeing it. All right, so just to run into this, last week was week 26. Uh, tough week for a lot of us. Uh, Jermaine went 2-1, and one, or I'm sorry, Jermaine went 1-2, and two, bringing him to 29-43 and 43 on the season. Uh, he went with a all-UFC card, had some close ones. What was it? The, the Bo Nickel was a sub that, that cost you your parlay, right? No, Moreno lost the fight too, huh? Moreno lost. So I actually almost put Pantoja in it because I don't think Moreno is as good as Mexican fans say he is. Mm. I just really don't. I almost put Pantoja, but I gave, I gave the champ, and then it was a split decision, right? So it's it's an even tougher call. Um, but the one that really stung was the Turner split decision with Hooker. Uh, uh, absolute bullshit. All right, that that's enough of that. All right. Uh, so for last week, Nick went one one and one, uh, bringing him to twenty seven forty three and two on the season. Um, he did take a over under at nine even, which we recommend not doing. Always take the halves. Um, he's had some luck on home run bets, but he missed the Kevin Kiermaier one. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> when have you ever recommended? Taking an MLB totals on the halves. You always take on the halves, dude. Yeah. What's it? What's a in what's a sport? What's a in standard? Sc- oh, I, I, on the halves. Yeah. What's a, what's a standard MLB run line, Eric? Or not run line. What's a standard MLB total, Eric? Average. I I don't know four or five. Exactly. Keep going. <laughs> I mean, he's right. He's right, though. Maybe we'll push. We'll push. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, I now, I, I gotta say that Kevin Kiermaier one that was juicy if it didn't get fucking postponed for a rain delay. Yeah, he was feeling it. Uh, I went one and two last week. Uh, I actually took Hooker in that um uh, in that same fight as Turner. I'm kind of starting to start a new thing where I'm gonna fade the podcast. So, uh, I'm thirty and forty two on the season. And then Nevada went one and two as well. Um, almost had his bets fucking revoked because – or not revoked, but had to resubmit because of the lightning storm that almost postponed the hot dog eating competition. But we ended up seeing it. Uh, he missed all those bets, bringing him to 26, 43, and one on the season. <laughs> I think that delay cost Nevada his bets. <laughs> well, it, it, honestly, it, I was watching it, and I think it, I was watching an interview about it, and I really think it did because the preparation that Joey Chestnut puts into it is like timed out, and it's like very strategic as to where right when he gets there to start the competition, it's all prime and ready to go. So I really do believe Nevada got jibbed on that one. Guys, do you know what records Joey Chestnut holds? 
All of them. All of them. All of them? The, 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 but no, I'm saying like the ridiculousness of them. No, but I'm very oh, curious. Oh fuck! All right, I, I I thought I had one. I, I looked it up on my phone. All right, so here, uh, he has eaten 141 hard-boiled eggs in eight minutes. 12 pounds, eight ounces of deep-fried asparagus in 10 minutes. 12 pounds. 45 pulled pork sandwiches in 10 minutes. Light work. 53 light work. I'm just kidding, dude. Can't even get 20 street tacos. <laughs> 24. 53 soft. No, he couldn't even get 20. Right, right. 20, uh, Jesus. 53 uh, soft tacos from Taco Bell in 10 minutes. That's the only record I could, I would even think to attempt. I think I could probably get that one, dude. You think you could get 53 in 10 minutes? The soft tacos from Taco Bell? Yeah. Oh, in 10 minutes? In 10 minutes. I'm willing to try. I could get. I could get 15. You think we could break any of his records combined? <laughs> oh, dude, the, yes. The Taco Bell soft tacos, yes. <laughs> hey, let's try we it. Each, <laughs> we each get a Taco Bell 12-pack, which is light work. <laughs> right? <laughs> you're done, dude. A Baja Blast and that. And, dude, you're – I can eat probably – oof. I can eat 15. Wow, dude, that's a lot. Never mind. Uh, 76 hot dogs is the record I think he might beat us combined on that talk he has eaten this is insane 182 bone in chicken wings in 30 minutes 182 bone in chicken wings in 30 minutes wow is it Uh, for a living huh do, do we know if he has a, any other type of job besides just eat shit? And I don't think records? so. What kind, where, where, where the fuck? Yeah, as a, as a fucking day? trash compactor, probably. Where where was this at career day? Because as, as, as a biofusion reactor. How how do you discover that this is what you're good at? Oh, by the way, uh, we we talked about Joey Chestnut eating. Um, Three-inch tacos, Eric. Would you agree that those are street tacos? Yeah, just, I'd say three-inch. Just, three just think of your, just think of your dick, bro. Uh-huh. Right, three, three-inch tacos, right? Yeah, three-inch tacos, right? <laughs> Do, how guess how many Joey Chestnut has eaten in eight minutes? Three-inch tacos. Three-inch tacos, eight minutes. Seventy-six. No. One hundred and four. Three yeah. inch tacos. I mean, they're not that big. I'm gonna go in eight minutes. Three inch tacos. So what is that like? That's got to be at least 13, 14 tacos a minute. I'm thinking he can just put a whole taco in his mouth and just swallow. So it's got to be like a high number. One hundred and eight. A hundred and twenty six. Oh man, I was right <laughs> on there, dude. Oh. 121 Twinkies in six minutes. I mean, these are just three, 384 gyoza dumplings in 10 minutes. Do you think his like insurance premiums are through the roof? Seven and a half Pizza Hut Pizzones in 10 minutes. Jesus. Oh, 10 cups of ramen noodles in a 10 cups of ramen noodles in a minute and 50 seconds. A minute fifty seconds, bro. That's wild. <laughs> I'm, so my only claim are to they hot? 
my only claim to Joey Chestnut fame is I have chugged uh, six beers, seven shots in a minute, 15 seconds. Oh, it was See, in a, you, it was in like oh. a, it was in a full yard and I was yarding in and I just tilted that bad boy, relaxed the throw and just let that thick dick just hit the back. Just, ah! Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> I, I, I thought, I did, I thought you were more, I thought you got, ah, nah, nah. nah I dude. You, I thought you crushed a sixer. Well, I mean, I guess you could pop them all open and do that one thing. And then you were just like, bonk, 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 seven shots. I was like, that, if I saw that in person, I'd be like, that's some, that's the most impressive man I've ever seen. Yeah, so there is, uh, it, it's all skunked beer from the yard in before. Yeah. It's designed to make you, it's designed to make you puke it back up. So that way you don't, you know, get alcohol poisoning. But after I chugged that, after I chugged that in a minute, 15 seconds, I had to sprint to the end of, of the backyard, which was about, uh, it was like a 10th of a mile, maybe a little more. And then I had to do dizzy bats (laughs) and then sprint back. I got to the end and I just projectiled everywhere. Just hurled, bro. So at NC State, they have this thing called the Krispy Kreme Challenge. Oh, I'm in. Which is you run two and a half miles to a Krispy Kreme, <laughs> eat a dozen donuts, and run two and a half miles back. <laughs> and the only thing you're given to drink is milk. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds brutal, dude. Room 303 presents the Krispy Kreme Challenge. Yo, let's do it, bro. Let's go party. Let's go party at NC State for a weekend and do that challenge, bro. Uh, let's, let's let's see what that is. <laughs> Eric's not thrilled. I I thought Eric was gonna jump all over it. No, I love the milk part. Is what gets me. I uh, I can't even. Oh, it's about the five miles, Eric. drink the milk. Oh, you don't have to. No, oh. the only it, drink you get is yeah. milk, though. What yeah. if I have like my own camel pack and I'm like just drinking no. my own spit? The no. only drink you get in the <laughs> challenge. The rules, the rules no. are pretty fucking clear. Honestly, I couldn't no. do it because I, I would need something to drink because I'd be dehydrated from running that much because I don't ever run that much. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do it on milk, so I would die. I'd have Eric's, a stroke. Eric's trying to – Eric's arguing with I'm the, the judges. Eric's like, come on. Just let me have a – I'll take vodka. I'll take vodka. <laughs> so, Nick, have you ever heard of hash runs? Uh, like a hash club? A hash club? Yeah, that's where like you gotta catch the like the rabbit runs ahead and he does the the symbols, right? Yeah, and yeah. you you stop at each bar and drink a beer and you have to chase the rabbit. Right. Yeah. Let's let's do that, bro. I'm down. <laughs> We're gonna get Eric to run way more than he's ever run in his life. <laughs> well, see, okay, here's if I, I wish I had a whiteboard here because I would draw a graph of what Eric would be. It would be awful. Then he would get a couple beers in him. Then it would be overly confident, and he'd really book it. And then it would just be like – it wouldn't even be a downward slope. It would just be a cliff. I'm just Eric being like – I'd have a stroke. I keep telling you guys this. <laughs> because I'm not saying it's your fitness level. I'm saying, Eric, when you 
when you are drunk and doing exercises, you're like, oh, I could go forever. And then you go and you go and you go, and then eventually the body just runs out, and you're like, eh. well, I am, I am Captain Confidence when I'm drunk, so I'm for sure. I could see you saying boat and be like, dude, give me four beers. You I'll almost, beat you to I mean, you almost oh, you mean three blocks later? You mean you mean Nick on New Year's? <laughs> mm. Mm. Still doesn't hurt me less. Two years later, still doesn't hurt me less. <laughs> All right, let's get to MLB Midsummer. Uh, currently, it's the top of the six. The NL is tied with the AL one to one. JD Martinez, I saw, had two hits. Uh, oh. Stop if you heard this before. Luis Arreyes got a single and drove in a run. <laughs> He's pretty good at baseball. Hey, we, oh. we forgot to check in on it. We're supposed to check at the beginning of each podcast to see what his what his average is. Well, right the executive producer didn't put it on the the apologies. The, I caught it. Now call, the call sheet. So now we're backtracking. All right. All right. So, right, so Luis Areza going into the All Star break is hitting three eighty three. Unfortunately, what a loser! A fucking loser. Three eight three. What an absurd number. Corey Seager is back up though. Corey Seager Ooh. is back up to a three fifty three. Oh, look. All right, so we'll bring Corey Seager back into the mix. He's at a respectable number now. Uh, bro, if they could both stay over three fifty, that'd be so awesome. Wait, how do you spell this cat's last name? A R A R R A A E Z Z with some little uh, flare. <laughs> over one of the letters. Uh, all right. So, like Jermaine said, MLB Midsummer Review. Um, I will highlight first the things that we have gotten right in win totals. All right. Are you guys ready for this? And, and when I say right, I mean within three wins uh, at the halfway point. This is going to be bad. All right. It's not as bad as we thought. There are. Uh, we have eight teams out of the 30 that we have. We are within that three wins bracket. Okay. okay. All we right. said, we said, uh, so the Yankees were, uh, we said the Yankees would win 47. They've won 44. Oh, we said the Angels would win 43. I've proclaimed them to be in the playoffs. They've won 40. We said Seattle, or we said Detroit would uh, win 32. They've won 35. And we've said that uh, Seattle and Minnesota would win 40 and 39, respectively. They have won a 41 and 40, respectively. We did not hit any of the win totals so far right on the nose. But that's the thing about win totals. It doesn't really matter. That's the AL. Moving into the NL, uh, Pittsburgh, after a torrid start, has dropped off exactly where we thought they would. We thought that they would. We didn't uh, factor in the start, though. So we thought that they would win 34 games. They've won 37. Uh, and then Philadelphia and the Washington Nationals. We thought Philadelphia would win 45 games. They've won 44. Uh, and we thought Washington would win 31 games. They've won 32. Now for our biggest misses. And I'm going to give you the three largest. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Can, I, can I guess? You can guess, yes. I, uh, I will give you top five in each league. Top five in each league. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Rays. Uh, we missed the Rays by nine wins. We thought they would win 42. They've won 51. Is this, that, is at the, this is at the halfway point, by the way. Yeah, so was that one of them or no? That, Ooh, you that was one of them, up. yes. Okay. Wins one of them. under the Rays. Okay. Um, Diamondbacks. 
Uh, we were only four wins off the Diamondbacks. Remember, I said the Diamondbacks could challenge. Yeah, I just they feel so much better than what I thought. Even <laughs> they, they I thought feel, they do feel better. They are currently, and, and we'll get into it here in a second, but they are currently uh, the fourth seed in the NL. Uh, Cincinnati Reds. Cincinnati Reds. We missed by thirteen. We thought Sandy- they would win. We thought they would win 32 games in 145. San Diego Padres, we missed by 15. Yeah, That's exactly. our largest one. We were high on them, and they let us down. Uh, the yeah. Los Angeles Dodgers have kind of been underperforming. Uh, we the, we only missed the Dodgers by four. Okay. Um, Pirates? No, Pirates, we were right on. If you were listening, you would have heard me say that. Sorry, I just I just stepped away to <laughs> go to the restroom, so I'm just playing catch-up. Which are the, ones that, the biggest ones that we missed? Right, uh, what he's guessing right now, now yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So I've said Rays, we missed the Rays by nine. I've said the Reds, we missed the Reds by 13. 13. The Padres, we missed by 15. 15, uh-huh. uh, Oakland Athletics got to be in there. There's no way we anticipated them being this bad. We missed the Oakland, we missed the Athletics by nine. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of other surprises. So, okay, so we, so Cardinals, so- Cardinals. Uh, we missed the Cardinals by eleven. Yes, there is one Ooh. team left in in Toronto? NL or AL. Oh, I oh, I I will give you. I'll give you both. Yeah. So you're you're missing one in NL, and you're missing uh, you're missing three in the AL. Three in the AL. Yeah. Um, think of my preseason darlings. Oh, Chicago White Sox. <laughs> we missed the Chicago White Sox by eight. Um, Detroit Tigers? Uh, no, we only missed the Detroit Tigers by three, actually. Okay. Who's doing – are the Twins good or bad right now? The twi- We nailed the Twins. We nailed the Twins? Okay. One off. Sorry, I stepped uh, away, but did you guys mention the Rangers already? Did we all think they were going to be Oh, twin? yeah. We the Rangers are not one, uh, not one of the top five, oh. but we did miss them by seven. Okay. Wow, not one of the top five, and we missed them by seven. What about uh, Miami Marlins? The Miami Marlins are the last one in the NL. We missed them by six. Okay. Seattle. Yankees? The Yankees, we were three off. Ooh, I you know I don't know if I'm gonna have the the AL in the in the AL. I'll I'll give you one more guess. I mean, obviously, two more guesses if you get one of them. Uh, man, trying to think of that central division. That's a that's the right path. Is it? No, because the. Indians are good. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Guardians are good. Did we miss the Guardians? We missed the Guardians. We we missed the Guardians by eight. The model oh. had the Guardians performing well above where they are now. Because the model thought surely somebody would come out of the central, right? <laughs> it has to be, dude. It has uh, to and be. then the final one, just for the sake of time, the Houston Astros. We missed the Houston Astros by nine. Are they nine above or nine below? Nine below. Yeah, they've been under. They've been playing pretty bad this year. So, with that being said, uh, the current rankings: uh, the AL East is the Rays, the Orioles, the Blue Jays, the Yankees, and the Red Sox, all above five hundred. Uh, we that uh, we did not get. Oh, we got Boston being in last place. That's that's the one we got from our pre-show. The Central is the Guardians, 
the Twins, the Tigers, the White Sox, and the Royals. We hit the uh, the bread slices of the Central, if you will. We had Cleveland winning, and we had the Royals finishing last. Uh, the West is Rangers, which uh, is a very big shock. The Astros, Absolutely. the Mariners, the Angels, and the uh, Athletics. We are nailing these bottom teams. We nailed the Athletics. And funny enough, we nailed Seattle being in third. Uh, the NL East, the Braves, the Marlins, the Phillies, the Mets, and the Nationals. We nailed, uh, again, three and five, the Phillies and the Nats so far, or we have nailed so far at the break. The Central, again, a shock. The Cincinnati Reds, Milwaukee Brewers, Chicago Cubs, Pittsburgh, and St. Louis. We nailed Pittsburgh. Uh, and if somehow Seattle and um, St. Louis and Milwaukee and Chicago would be able to flip, that we would nail the exact uh, lineup, of course. The West is the Dodgers and uh, Diamondbacks tied for the lead. The Giants, the Padres, and then the Rockies. We nailed the Rockies. <laughs> so for the playoffs, we had, and this is going seeds one through six, uh, Houston winning the West, Toronto winning the East, the Guardians winning the Central, and then the three wild cards being the Yankees, the Angels, and the Orioles. Hey, that Orioles call, baby. That seeding right now is Rangers are leading the West, the Rays are winning the East, the Guardians are winning the Central, Jackpot, and the wild card teams is Baltimore, Houston, and Toronto. So technically, if you look at it, we have hit uh, three of the six teams that are in. Okay. Uh, in terms of games back from the wild card, the, the Yankees are not too far out. They are one game back. Boston Red Sox are two games back. Seattle is the only other team in the NL above or in the AL above 500. They're four games back. And the Twins and Angels are both five games back of that final wild card spot for the Toronto Blue Jays. In the NL, we had the Padres, the Mets, the Cardinals. Sorry, the Padres winning the West, winning the West, the Mets winning the East, the uh, Cardinals winning the Central, and then wild card one through three: the Braves, the Dodgers, and the Phillies. Right now, as it stands. The Dodgers on head-to-head uh, -head games are leading the West. Uh, the Braves are winning the East. The Reds are winning the Central. And it goes Diamondbacks, Marlins, Giants in the wild card. Uh, Milwaukee and Philadelphia are a half game back of the Giants. The Padres are six games back. The Cubbies are six and a half back. And your Mets are seven games back. So I'll ask both of you. I'll ask you to give me your biggest... Uh, disappointment and your biggest uh, surprise at the all-star break. This can be anything you want in the world of baseball. It doesn't have to be players. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be, uh, sorry. It doesn't just have to be. <coughs> it can be anything from the first half of the 2023 MLB season. Biggest disappointment, biggest surprise. Eric, we'll start with you. <laughs> All right, Jermaine to you. No, no, it's because, so, what you said for the NL? No, just for the one NL. surprise, one disappointment from, from right. the season biggest, in general. I don't want to steal this from Jermaine, but it is honestly the biggest disappointment. I've been to a couple of the games, and I I think I don't even think I've seen them win this year. It's the Padres. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. Like, all this star power, all these contracts, all this talk of, we're going to finally beat LA. 
And then that, fucking all this happens. The hashtag they're rocking this season is bring the gold. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll, I'll go ahead and hop in here. And my biggest surprise is similar to what Eric is talking about, but it is that my surprise is more broad. It is teams with immense payrolls underperforming. Right? The teams that made big time moves, shelled out a ton of money, had just names top to bottom on the roster. They're not doing what you expected them to do. Now, is it because the Mets handed out $80 million to two almost 40-year-old pitchers? Maybe. Is it because of the pitch clock and some of these rule changes and the, and the, the getting rid of the shift and things like that? Maybe. Is it because they opened up the season to where you play every team now? Probably contributes. But what also contributes to winning is paying great players. And these teams did that, and it's not resulting in winning. So that's my biggest surprise. So I'll just sandwich that in with Eric. And Eric, you can give us your disappointment now. Uh, my disappointment is – I'm going to go ahead and just say the Phillies because I just started rooting for them this year. They were just in the World Series. They got this talented <laughs> roster, and they ain't doing shit. <laughs> that's the easiest pick for me plus i don't watch that much baseball so i'm gonna stick with what i know uh my biggest disappointment is without without with getting rid of the shift with increasing the the speed at which pitches are gone i expected uh, batting averages to return to a more normal level that i kind of grew up with and instead we're seeing more of the same and in fact, some of these great players are even worse, you know, average wise. Um, I'm sick of people always hitting for just swinging for home runs because that's not how you win baseball games. And that's not how you win in the postseason. So I don't understand why we're not getting back to it. That's why we're so hype on Luis Reyes. Uh, you know, even though I was told, yeah, but he only hits singles. I was like, oh, OK, I guess that's not important in fucking baseball. Uh, so... <laughs> That's that's my biggest uh, disappointment there. Um, all right. My biggest disappointment. You know what? I'm going to say my biggest disappointment has kind of been the pitch clock. Not in the way that people are like, oh, he's an old head baseball fan. My biggest disappointment is the status quo continues, Right. Like, I, I thought we'd see a lot more hitters affected. I thought we'd see a lot more pitchers affected. I, I have been to multiple baseball games this year. The viewing of baseball has not improved for me. Maybe somebody that has, gone, that has not gone to a baseball game in years now goes, wow, a baseball game is faster. I do agree the games are faster. I have not seen like, oh my God, this, this has completely changed the game. So that's been kind of my disappointment is that baseball is kind of old and stuffy a little bit, right? You look at the hall and, and I, I welcome a change just to see how it would do. And the pitch clock hasn't really, it's just been everything that is baseball, right? It's just continues to be old and stuffy. My biggest surprise is maybe it was my fault for not paying attention as much. But there are some very, very good young players in the MLB. And as a baseball fan, it makes me feel incredibly proud 
that baseball does not have a lack of star power at the younger in the younger generation. And it makes me feel good that baseball will continuously refresh itself, especially as you explore more into Latin markets, especially as you explore more into uh, Asian markets, as you explore more into European markets that are opening up now and African markets and Indian markets, right? With baseball. It is just very refreshing to see the game that I love and the game that I've played and the game that I followed for three decades at this point constantly refresh itself with young entertaining talent now they don't market them very well but that's because they haven't given me a job in mop see last week's episode (laughs) about the marketing uh no i think that's a fantastic point i love all the juniors coming in you know all the juniors of, of the fathers the generational baseball families are are coming in and so I think it's great. I think baseball is that one sport where you have a fantastic father. He can truly pass on his skills to you. And just you being around that environment, like Michael Jordan's son, or, or, you know, I I think you, I mean, Del Curry wasn't an amazing, wasn't an all-time great. At least I don't think he was. He was. He was a good basketball player, though. It's funny that how in baseball, when you see these kids in the locker room, in the cage, around this, this, these MLB talents, right? They turn into these MLB talents. I mean, you guys talked about it on, you guys talked about the rosters for the, for the all-star game, right? Fernando Tatis Jr. Right? Uh, Luis Robert Jr. Vladdy Guerrero Jr. Bo Bichette Jr. Right, so many, yeah. so many good young players are coming in whose fathers were great baseball players. I feel like you don't see that in every other sport. But again, that that speaks back. Thank you, Jermaine, Jermaine, to my last point, which is baseball will continuously refresh it with, "Hey, last night or two nights ago, sorry, last night, Vlad Guerrero Jr. just won the home run derby." And one of the cool things to talk about is he has now tied his dad for the home run derby, you can go, that gets people to be like, oh, like the older generation to be like, oh, his dad, like it kind of sparks a little bit of a debate between the older generation and the newer generation, which is awesome. Cause it's like, oh yeah, I don't care if he's won a home run derby. The original Vlad was, was better. Right. I think the original Vlad was better. Right. Fuck Vladdy jr. Right. Fat piece of shit. The, his dad was better. Now it's an argument right now. It's an argument, right? And that's what, you, that's what you, people are talking about baseball. I, I'm just I'm 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 very very. Baseball sucks at a management level, <laughs> at a corporate <laughs> level. Baseball sucks. Baseball does not suck as a sport right now, and it makes me very very happy. I agree with that. All right, so that that wraps our surprises and disappointments. We're gonna do something with Eric here, uh, with the speed futures. And uh, Eric, you have your spreadsheet or whatever you're tracking it down with. Yep. And we, right. can just, we can just go really quickly. I'm going to share the screen here. You guys can see the odds. And I just want you guys. Yes. To- this, is, this is just to make the playoffs for the MLB. MLB. We're halfway through the season. I'm going to give you the name of the team, the odds. And you just tell me yes or no, if they make it or not. All right. Okay. 
All right, Mets. Yes, no. plus three. All right. No. Oh, yes. so you don't have to give us the odds. We can see it on the screen. All right, Mets. No. No. Rays. Yeah. Yes. Reds. No. <laughs> really? No. Uh, I think the Cubs sell. Yeah, I'm going to go no. I'm going to go no. No, no. Okay. White Sox. No. No. <laughs> Orioles. Yeah, yes. baby. Padres. Yes. Uh, oh, man. No. All right. I'm going Rangers. yes at plus 300. Rangers is yes. Yes. Diamondbacks. Uh, yes. Yeah, there's no way Miami is. Okay, we'll get into that. Yeah. Yes, Diamondbacks. Oh, man. The Diamondbacks, really? I say yes. Oh, I'm going to go no. Right. <laughs> Tigers. No. No. Red Sox. No. No. Brewers. Yes. Ah! They win the division. Yes! God they- damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Mariners. No. Cardinals. No. no. Twins. Yeah, no. 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 Both no? All right. Dodgers. No. Yes. <laughs> Come on. Yankees. Yes. No. No. Okay. Pirates. No. No. Cubs. No. Unfortunately, no. If I could answer this closer to the end of July, I could tell you for sure. (laughs) There's 10 games coming up that's super important. We're we're going to ask Jermaine on July 30th whether the Cubs are making the playoffs. I am staying at this moment, Eric. All right, staying. San Francisco Giants. No, right? I think I, that's the answer I want to go with, but I think it's yes. I didn't think they were going to be good, so I'm going to say no. I'll, I'll go no. I'll go no because I think the Phillies are going to get hot. All right. Blue Jays. Yes. Yes. Angels. No. Yes. <laughs> you don't even believe it. Yes. Yes. Marlins. You don't even yes. believe it. Yes. Marlins. Yes, actually. I do think the Marlins make it, yeah. And we and we can and we continue and we continue to to do this stupid storyline of how can the Marlins be good? Alcantara isn't good. He won a Cy Young. He's the only pitcher they have. <laughs> Strohs. <laughs> yes, I think the Strohs turn it around. Yeah. Phillies. Yeah. Yeah. And lastly, the Guardians. That's a plus for the Guardians. Yeah, dude. Actually, I'd bet, I'd bet that right now at plus one twenty-five. Yes. There's, there's. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not logged in. <laughs> Talk. I thought you were putting it in live. I thought, I thought you were putting it in to see what plus one twenty-five got. No, no, no. I was like Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I did, wait, hold on, hold on. Can you go see the uh, AL Central, the rankings? Like the standings? Yeah. Yeah, let me pull it up. The Guardians are the only team even remotely close to 500, I thought. Uh, no, the Twins are one game under 500. So the Guardians are 500, and the Twins have one one more loss than them. Yeah, so Cleveland are Guardians 45-45, Twins 45-46, Tigers 39-50, and then the White Sox. And what's, and- it, what's, what's it for the Twins to make the playoffs? Uh, twins was <clears> – <throat> I think, right, plus, plus, I think they were minus money. They were minus, yeah. No. That, that's two I'd make right now. Uh, Cleveland 
has a minus seven run differential and Minnesota has a plus 27. They're the only one with the positive run differential in that division. And still a game below 500. Yeah, they're on a three-game losing streak. They're on a three-game losing streak. I think the Indians – sorry, I keep calling them the Indians. I think the Guardians are going to win it. I, I just think they're the best-run organization in that division. They'll, they will I, They will probably make a move for someone. Here's the thing. Baltimore has been far too good now for a – you can say a year and a half. I will say they have been good for a – half of 2022 and a half of 2023 to prove that they're not going to drop off. They have an amazing roster right now. I think so. And young Baltimore's in to think that the Astros aren't going to win the AL West is ridiculous. Right now. Yeah. I don't know how (laughs) Um, it's years of signing pretty big players though, man. I mean, is I, it I, Simeon's on the squad, right? Simeon? I get, I yeah, okay. yeah. I I get why the Rangers are good. They were the same reason I said they were gonna. They, I thought they were gonna be good last year, right? Garcia, Simeon, uh, Seager. Corey Seager, like they, they they have the guys designed to compete. Dale Dunning is good. He's a pitcher. Um, I think it's gonna come down to this: the Rays will win the East, the Guardians will win the Central, Baltimore and Toronto suck up a. Suck up two of the wild cards. So now the question is, does Houston win the West? I think they do, right? If the Astros win the West, Texas, New York, Boston, Seattle, Minnesota. All those teams are within five games of the wild card right now. The trade deadline is going to be crazy this year, dude. I mean – I don't know what to expect. I th- do you think Goldschmidt gets moved? I think the Cardinals are in a very, very interesting position with a lot of very, very interesting players. That's the political answer I'm going to give you. <laughs> that was horseshit. All right, let's wrap up this podcast. You well, got hold, on, well, hold on, hold on. I, I think the Dodgers win the West. I think the Braves win the East. I think Milwaukee wins the Central. As, uh, disgusting, as disgusting as that is to say. I think Miami, I think Philadelphia, and I think it comes down to the Diamondbacks and the Giants for that final wild card spot. It's going to be the Giants, isn't it? And how long have I like? How long have we gone betting against the Giants, bro? That's all we do. <laughs> that's all we do. I fade the Giants as much as possible because I always look at their roster and I'm like, eh. Now I know I I know that the Padres are six games back and the Mets are seven games back. I, Pod, Padres aren't going to make it, huh? I don't know, but they have both those teams have way too much talent. And if they catch hot, here's 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 the thing, right? I can I, right now it is Dodgers, Braves, Reds, Diamondbacks, Miami Giants. What if I told you that the Reds, the Diamondbacks, the Marlins, and the Giants all go cold? You're, you wouldn't, you wouldn't what be like, God, whoa. Wouldn't, wouldn't even be like, oh. And the wild card teams are Milwaukee, Philadelphia, the Padres, and the Mets. They could easily. <laughs> what I think if the, I told you those I teams think, get hot? I think the Mets are cooked. I think the Mets are cooked as well. But it wouldn't be a crazy scenario in which baseball gives us at the all-star break. 
and, and think about how Bleacher Report has been talking about it, right? Oh, this is crazy. This futures bet was plus 4,200, right? Dodgers, Braves, Reds, Diamondbacks, Marlins, Giants. Oh, my God. I'm excited, right? I'm excited for that. Wouldn't it just be fucking baseball to go? Dodgers, Braves, Giants, Brewers, Padres. Padres. (laughs) Fuck you. It would be the most baseball thing ever, dog. Uh, No, dude. And that's – this season's actually been pretty exciting. I've actually paid attention uh, in the June, July month. Which which is a mere – by the way, folks, this is how good baseball is now. This is how many good games we've seen and how many great young players we have in our game is Jermaine is watching pre a month before the All-Star break. He's texting me about baseball teams. Wow. Glory be to God. What a great year. I think that I I owe it all to the pitch clock, dog. I think it's made baseball awesome. Because you've been to games. And games are fun to watch now. When you go to a baseball game, they're fun to watch. So I always love going to baseball games. I will say that going to in-person baseball games is a fantastic experience. I think it's one of the best sporting events to go to, right? But sometimes it was a slog. Oh, bro, it was brutal. (laughs) And then you'd be way too drunk. You didn't care care anymore. But on television now, baseball is good to watch on television because of the pitch clock. And that's where I see the difference. Now I'm willing to turn on a ball game. Uh, because I know I'm going to get through outs. I'm going to get through players. I'm going to see pitchers. So, you know, that's how it goes. But uh, I will say the Padres, they finished five of uh, five wins in their last six games before the All-Star break. And I've been to like six or seven games this year. And that team I saw on Sunday before the All-Star festivities was not the team I had seen the three months prior. So that's why what Nick is saying is so funny because it could very well be fucking chalk. <laughs> I mean, like, it, here's the thing, guys. Bet it now, right? The the NL is full of blue bloods and young upstarts who haven't made it yet. That's the great thing about baseball is that is if this were the NFL, I would completely believe the halfway mark that these teams were real. Baseball is a sh- a slog. It's totally different too, and the trade deadline is coming. Right, and you still have to play another eighty-one games. Yeah, exactly. It's like, hey, that's cute. You did real well <laughs> yeah, for now. That's cute. Um. All right, let's wrap it up. We're at ninety minutes. It's far longer than we usually go. Uh, you guys got anything else? Nothing for me. Nothing all right, so thank. Thank you for joining us. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Podcast Room 303. Also, check out our sister podcast, Revenge of the Pod, featuring Luigi and Jason, and they bring on guests all the time. Uh, I don't know their I don't know their ats because theirs is a little unique for them, but look up Revenge of the Pod and all your uh, streaming platforms, and uh, you'll you'll be sure to find them. Um for myself, Jermaine, for my co-host, Nick, and for our executive producer, Eric, we'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room.